Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Psalms 37, 4 to 5 says, Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Say that again. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, and trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Amen? That's so good. Next scripture, Psalms 145, 15, 19. Write this down also. The eyes of all that look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your head. I misspell there. <laughs> is you open your hand. <laughs> and I don't want anybody to open their head. Um, you open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and is faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, all who call upon him in truth. He fulfills the desires of all those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. Wow, so good. Amen? Awesome. Listen, preachers need to hear some feedback. Even if I'm boring, I need some feedback. Even if I'm whack, listen, help a brother out. Amen? I will help some. <laughs> listen, anybody like food? So I want some, mm, that's good. Wow, that was phenomenal. <laughs> Please, amen. <laughs> no, but this is um, something that God has put in my heart. Any married folks in the house? <clears throat> so good, so good. <laughs> was that like a little, I want to, married folks in the house? <laughs> Anybody engaged? Okay, we got one case couple. <laughs> we were engaged for about a year and a half, two years, right? Uh, anybody just in a relationship? All right. Me and, me and Jesus. Me and Jesus. Anybody Facebook status say it's complicated? What does that even mean? I mean, it means it was complicated. Okay, because that's, well, you, I got to check your Facebook status. Make sure. You know. <laughs> um, man, I, for, te- for 24 years, technically, I was, I was single. Technically. Uh, I was 14 years old. I gave my life to God, and uh, I was like, I'm sold out for Jesus. I'm giving everything, and um, that didn't last too long. I tried, I dated somebody, uh, maybe like in the first or second year. Definitely wasn't good for me or healthy for me, even though they came to church. They were obsessed with me, and God was like, you got to nip this in the butt. This is not good. It's not healthy for you. You just gave your life to me, and you got to let it go. Uh, After that, um, I, you know, was like, you know what? I used to preach, don't date guys, it's distracting, you're in high school. I'm, I'm in high school, like, I'm just extreme. I went from one extreme to another just because that's, I don't know, God was so real to me, I just was extreme. And um, there was another girl who came in my life, and uh, she was just, she was a friend, but she danced, she, you know, and it was, it was almost like a, a bipolar relationship, it just wasn't going to work out. Uh, I tried, and God was like, nope, not for you, you could try all you want, not for you. Um, <laughs> anybody ever been there before? Yeah. All right, cool. So that was high school. Um, college, I, uh, man, I went to Florida for college. The best decision I've ever made, but also 
I'm um, $80,000 in debt. So not, not the best decision I made. You know, God, I don't know, you brought me there, but I'm $80,000 in debt. Help me get out, in Jesus' name. Anyway, <laughs> disclosure of my financial statement. Anyway, um, this school was like a place where it was a setup to like get in a relationship. It was a setup to get married. I mean, I walked in there, the second you walk, the palm trees, it was Florida, it was like a resort. The, um, the fountains, as soon as you were on campus, the music, it was jazz, it was like dun, 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 dun. I mean, if you sat on a bench and a girl sat next to you, it was like, is that my wife? Because the music was going and the water fountain, it, I mean, it was insane. Every day it was like, is that my wife? Is that my wife? Is that my wife? <clears throat> You, does anybody know this? Ring by spring. Ring by. That's what they always said. It. I mean, even in chapel, ring by spring. Freshmen, 18 years old, getting married. 19, 20. I mean, down south, they got nothing to do, so they get married. I mean, so that was what I was around. So I, I, my first obsession love was in uh, college. And uh, I was a freshman. And so... God already told me after like weeks of being in there that you might think that this is the one. I mean, he would give me dreams like get away from this girl. She was a Christian. She loves God. But I think God knew what I would do and how I would become if I was to be with her. And God would constantly warn me. And because in my mind, the way I felt and what was going on, um, I didn't listen. And so to my own damage, it wasn't good for me. And so um, I wound up reaping a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, um, and until she left, it was when I actually was a little bit free of being able to move on, because uh, it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> it's my like, God, I'm in the perfect place, it's all this, and I'm focused on you, but you know my heart, you know what I want, Lord, I've been waiting for years, and yeah, I'm, I'm only like 21, 22, like it's so long, right? <laughs> but... um. I've been sold out, you know. I haven't really been with anybody. So I would still look, and, and God was just like, you're in, you know, you're in Florida, yes. You're in Bible college, yes. But your wife's not here. I'm like, your wife's not here. I was like, so God knew my heart, and yet he wasn't going to give me what I, what I, what I wanted. He, he wasn't going to give me what I thought I needed at the time. And so I left, and I came back here, uh, that was in 2009, 2010, 2011. Babe, when did I meet you? 2012 or 13? 12 or 13? My bad. Dang. It's just been such a lifetime, babe. Lifetime. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I came back and I was, you know, doing my thing, going to church, um, get a, get a, got a job, but I was still not allowing myself to rest in the fact that God has someone for me. So I still, here and there, would try to I uh, date somebody, so it was like one or two people a year, and it was just, no, it wasn't working out. Christian, love God, wow, this person looks like it's for me, but God was like, nope. I was blew up in my face, like, dang, how many times do I got to go through this? And um, I thought, I was like, is it me? Like, am I ugly? Like, like am I, I can't be in a relationship? Like, you know, God, please help me. Um, and God was just like, I, I have a better standard for you. Um, and so the things that we ask from God sometimes, and this sermon, by the way, has nothing to do about um, like getting with somebody, a relationship, or anything like that. It's just, just an example <laughs> of, of one thing that, excuse me for spinning on you, you might want to back up a little bit. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. So God knew that my desires and wanted to bless me with a wife, but he knew I wasn't ready. Um, and he was making me, he was making me a better person. Has anyone ever heard maybe the quote saying that God doesn't necessarily uh, want to bring you the right person more than he wants you to become the right person, right? So a lot of times, man, God is interested in more of what he's doing in you and who he's making you to become uh, more than what he's going to give you because he knows you're not ready for it. You, and you're, you're going to ruin it, you know. If I was 20, if I was 18 and I met Ellie, I probably would have ruined it. I wasn't ready yet. <laughs> um, but thank God, you know, just the right time, as Pastor Rose said. God knows the right time. Um, and God is not stingy. God knows our desires. And he's willing. He's willing. The Bible says, ask you shall receive. Knock on you shoe. And knock on the door shall be open. Amen? He'll give you the desires of, of all things if it's lined up with his word. So God is not saying that he won't give you. He's freely giving. But I want to get to a point here um, that God wants us connected to his heart. God wants, to, God wants us so much to be in tune with, with what he's saying. And, and you know what? There are a lot of things that happen if you're not in tune with him and if you're not in relationship with him. And if God gave you certain things, not only will you be able to handle it, but you'll be spoiled. You wouldn't understand if God gave you everything when you wanted it, how you wanted it, what would it be faith? What would, what would be the journey? What would be the process? And whether we know now or we will know years from later, how many believe that God knows what he's doing? Amen. Amen. How many are thankful that God sometimes says no? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Not now. <laughs> God knows what's best for us. And so I want to get to the next scripture, Matthew uh, 6.33. Write this down, guys. It says, Jesus uh, said this to uh, a multitude or crowd. He says, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things. Someone say, all these things will be added to you. These things he was speaking about in context was things we worry about on a daily basis, food, shelter, water, uh, the things that we need. God will take care of his people. But seek first the kingdom. Amen? But I want to mention this, and I want you to write this down. Write this down, guys. This is going to be deep. Ready? You can chase things and miss out on God. But if you chase God, the things will come. I'm going to say it again. You can chase things and miss out on God. But if you chase God, the things will come. It will follow. But Joey, what do you mean? Next slide. You can seek provision. Above, I'm sorry. God wants us, ready, to seek the provider above the provision. God wants us to seek him, the provider, above the provision. He wants to seek the healer above the healing. God, I, I want you to do a miracle, and, and, and I want you to provide my needs, but you don't spend any time with me. Yes, God will give you what, even what you don't deserve because he's a good father. He is a good father. But God's heart is that we may know him. Seek the provider above the provision. Seek the healer above the healing. Seek the counselor above the wisdom. When you get wisdom without having a relationship with the counselor, you become proud. You become proud. Wisdom, knowledge puffs up. 
Love edifies. Seek relationship before growth. God, I want to grow. I want to grow so bad. I want to become the best leader. I want to become um, the best example. I, I want to be the best drummer. I want to be the best anything. I want to grow. I want people to look at me like, wow, he's such an amazing person. I want to be just like him. But if, if you just seek growth without relationship, what is that? Seek the gift giver above the gifts. What does 1 Corinthians say? What good is it to have all the wisdom in the world, the knowledge, uh, um, prophesy, speak in tongues, but you don't have love? It means nothing. Seek the gift giver. Seek the creator more than the creation. Like I said before, what happens when we um, don't seek the heart of God, but we seek the hand of God, like I said before, we become spoiled. Listen, when I was younger, I was the only child for about nine years, and, and my cousin Crystal, she was the only child, uh, my mom's sister, so we were the only two kids in our family, and things back in the, in the early 80s, early 90s was a lot cheaper, and um, during Christmas time, me and her literally would sit there, and we would get piles of presents. It could be a toy here, a toy there, it would just pile up, pile up, like literally piles of presents. Now, you know, like one present is like $500, you know, Xbox One. That's all you're getting. That's it. You're done, you know, for kids these days. So for me, I was like, wow, wow. I know it's like, and you get old, it's like, man, I ain't getting nothing no more. Forget this. Um, but I began to love what my parents gave me, but I didn't appreciate them. You know, I remember one time I was in high school, I'm sorry, junior high school, and I wanted a diesel sweater. That was popular back then. It was a $100 sweater, and all I cared about was my appearance. I couldn't afford it. So I was like, Ma, get me that diesel sweater. She's like, I don't know, babe, you know, uh, Joey, I don't know if I can get it for you. Christmas, came, Christmas time came around. I got everything but the diesel sweater, and I lashed out of my mom, and my mom started to cry. And I felt horrible, but that's how obsessed I was. I was spoiled. I didn't realize the heart behind um, my, you know, my mom and my dad, what they were giving me. All I cared about was, was the things. Um, and so what happens is when we seek the hand of God before the heart of God, we believe, we end up believing that we are the center of the relationship. That God is doing everything to serve us rather than us serving God rather than us serving Christ. We make ourselves the center. God, all, all, all you end up doing is asking and, and asking for things, the healing, the provision, all the benefits without the relationship. Babe, if I was in a relationship with you just for the benefits, I mean, you, you could tell right away. I mean, she knows anything like, just, just like this. You could figure anything out. But that wouldn't be a relationship. If me and Ruben were our friends, if I was friends with him just for the benefits, because I mean, he don't give me enough, he don't give me much anyway. But uh, I'm just playing, brother. Love you, man. <laughs> just a dumb joke. No. Um, but friendship, it's, it's relationship, and the same thing with God. Now, with that said, what happens when God doesn't give us what we want? So if you're if you're not in relationship with God and you're just seeking His hand. When God does not answer, we, how do we respond? Huh? We get angry with God. 
Well, how come you're not doing this for me as fast as I wanted? And because we don't understand the heart of God. We don't understand what he's really doing within us. We don't understand why he's saying no. Just like, you know, when I was a kid and my, and my mom told me, Noah, you, know, you can't have this because it's not good for you. Right? And so we get frustrated with God. Listen, now that we're talking about the heart of God, let's go back to someone in the Bible named David. Jesus says that David is a man after God's own. And Paul wasn't named that. Peter wasn't named that. None of the disciples were named that. Moses wasn't named that. Joshua wasn't named that. So I want to know, don't you guys want to know why David was a man after God's own heart? Before I say anything else, I mean, we know that he also did some crazy stuff too, right? But he's still a man after God's own heart. He did murder somebody after cheating on someone's wife. And uh, some crazy stuff there. Let's go to 1 Samuel 13, 13 to 14. Saul was king before, before David. David was very young. So the prophet Samuel appointed Saul to be king, and he was king for a while. But then this happens. How foolish, Samuel exclaimed, you have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. And he's talking to Sam, um, Saul. Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom must end. For the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. I'll give you three things why David was a man after God's own heart. David did whatever God wanted him to do. David stood before Goliath not believing that he had strength because he was this, this small. And he was standing before a giant, yet he believed God. It wasn't him. He believed God of what he could do in that moment. And so Goliath was defeated. David loved God's law. He says, if you look at the book of Psalms, guys, the book of Psalms is... 85% David. And you see his, his, his delight and, and him saying, Lord, I delight in your commands. I meditate on them day and night. David was truly thankful. And David was king at this point. And God gave him wisdom. And so even in his mistakes, he was a man after his own heart because he was moldable, he was humble, and he was willing to allow God to use him. And he, he loved God. Even in mistakes, he loved God. Saul wanted power, prestige. He disobeyed God when God said to him, I want you to wipe out this city. And he only wiped out certain because he felt it in his own heart or in his mind, though, this is what I want. And that's another story about killing in the Old Testament. But <laughs> we could talk about that another time. Um, but Saul sought after God's hand and what he could do for him. And David was just, here I am, use me. Uh, here I am, here I am, God. I'm yours to be used. I love you. I love your law. And God said, this is a man I could use. This is a person who's moldable. That first scripture that I used, when we first opened up, I said, where it says, delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. The crazy thing is that word delight in the Hebrew means to be pliable, to be moldable. How does the word delight mean moldable, pliable? I don't know. 
<laughs> but in the Hebrew, so I began to say, wow, when I begin to allow myself to be used by God, to be moldable and pliable in your hands, God, when I delight myself in you to be able to do that, you shall give me the desires of my heart. Why? Because the desires of my heart are lined up with his heart. Commit thy word unto the Lord. Trust also on him, and he shall bring it to pass. Now, now I'm talking about our hearts to God's heart, but God wants to do things in us in relationship to who we will become and who we are as people. And most of us, especially me, I could say that lately, like God, there's certain things like I want more clarity on what you want me to do right? What direction you want me to take? How, anybody here uh, feel the way at times? Like, what exactly, what job do you want me to take? What is exactly what you want me to do? And so I want to give you a few things that in relationship to more than what we do, that's what God uh, ultimately says. Number one, God cares about why we do things more than just the action itself. Now, listen, the world will say different, but I'm talking about our creator, what the word says. The upside down and inside out kingdom is different. God cares about why we do things more than just the action itself. God cares about the conditions of our hearts. What good is it to do things for God without knowing God? What good is it if the worship team sings about God but not to God? right? Where it's just lip service. We could do all the ministry things, and it might look right, but God knows our hearts. God cares about our, our motives. Famous quote by a famous pastor, it says, God will never ask you to do something for him that you couldn't do without him. Pastor Rolando Remedios right here. Amen. Was, was that taken for somebody else? Is that yours? <laughs> That's yours. Amen. <laughs> God would never ask you to do something for him that you can do without him. And so this, that, that quote goes perfectly with what I'm trying to say. So God cares about why we do things above, why, above the action itself. I mean, I could, I could give money to the poor, but I could do it because I want people to see how holy I am. Right? The action is right. Right? I could be a pastor and, and abuse my wife, right? The title or the pastor from the outside looking in looks like he's doing the right thing. Number two, God cares more about who we become more than what we do. God cares more about who we become more than what we do. Listen, what we do matters. The, the decisions in life we make matter. But if, but if who we become and why we do things is not in line with the word of God, if I'm not treating people right, if I'm not loving people, if I'm tearing everyone else down to get to where I want to be, what good is that, right? God, to God, motives precedes actions, to God, the inside of man is more important than what others see from the outside. And as the worship team comes up, God is looking for a, a man that's a heart. He's seeking and searching 
throughout the earth looking for a heart that's completely his. And I brought this message, and it's funny that we've kind of confirmed it with John earlier and um, Pastor Rowe and, and Ellie, just different things. God always speaks things, and he confirms it through other people too, right? And so this word I know is ripe right now. We could be busy doing the right thing and miss out on what God really wants to do in us. We have shifted our priorities wrong. So let's, let's get back to what God cares about. Amen? Let's, let's shift our focus into what God is saying right now today. Seek my heart before my hand. I promise you that I will give you the desires of your heart. Be willing. Be humble. Submit to what I'm doing in your life. It might not be as fast as you want it. It might not be when you want it. But I promise you that when you put your trust in the Lord and you allow God to shape your heart and to mold it, and your ways are delightful in him, whatever you do, you will prosper. And whatever you do, it will be lined up in the right path. You won't go astray because you're actively hearing God. You're actively asking God, open my eyes, open my ears. Let me hear what you're saying. Let me see what you're doing. What are you doing in my life? Instead of making quick decisions, rash decisions in the moment where your feelings might be up here, like, I'm going to do this, and you just go. You just take a little bit of time. It's like, let me talk to God about this. Let me see what he, let me ask the counselor, right, what he thinks about this. And if it's unclear, you spend some time with God, and God will, God will show you. He'll direct you. There was a way that seems right to man, but that the way thereof is death, the Bible says. Love to everyone to stand with me. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.